Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts chapter 8. And Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralysed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practised sorcery in the city and amazed all of the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptised, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptised, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing that you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. 
Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptised him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and travelled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus said that, and then Jesus did that. He died and bore the fruit of the Jerusalem church. And then Jesus' followers started doing it. Stephen died and bore the fruit of the multi-tribal church spreading across the world. And Jesus' followers are still doing this. It's not just martyrdom that Jesus uses to bear much fruit. Every time a follower dies to themselves, the possibility for kingdom germination is unleashed. What Philip and Peter and John did in Samaria was remarkable. It was a death to prejudice that took them into the murky area that Jews would forever associate with hideous idolatry. To place hands on an unclean Samaritan would have been a death of propriety for the disciples. But it bore the abundant fruit of the Spirit, baptising the brand new believers. For Philip to start out on the desert road to Gaza would have been an act of death to comfort. To approach a chariot and ask a random stranger, do you understand what you're reading, would have been an act of death to pride. And yet it birthed the church in Africa. And we are still reaping the immense fruitfulness sprouting from that glorious branch of Jesus's church. And so we must, if we want to be fruitful disciples, learn the practice of letting our life fall to the ground. It's a practice of perpetually prioritising Jesus, of doing what he asks, no matter what it costs. Often it costs our self-respect or our reputation, or it bites hard at our emotional reserves. The Bible never pretends this practice is easy. The church mourned deeply for Stephen. And all through the book of Acts, we see the believers bracing themselves under the emotional weight of sharing in Jesus's sufferings. They carried their cross because they were in friendship with the one who God had raised from the dead. They fell to the ground because they knew that God would raise them up, that miracles and great joy and empowering and baptisms would all flow from their simple decisions to do what Jesus had said.
The book of Acts testifies to the truth that Jesus told. The church is at its best when it's willing to die like he did. Question for reflection. Are there any little deaths Jesus is asking you to make for the sake of his mission and your fruitfulness? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.